Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Everywhere I go, I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. And the story of the Marvel Universe continues, only a couple of months after we said goodbye to a bunch of heroes in that long funereal conclusion to Avengers Endgame. I've tried several times over the past few years to put into words how I feel about this superhero onslaught that we've been experiencing, and I've come to the conclusion that this is basically Coronation Street, just a very expensive Coronation Street. The stories will never end, and the characters are the most important thing. There has never been anything like this before. Did you get your passport? Peter Parker here to pick up a passport, please. Mini toothpaste? Mm-hmm. Pack your suit. I just want to go on my trip with my friends. Europe doesn't really need a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. <laughs> but let's get away from the idea that these films are big, dumb entertainments. They have their share of dumb, to be sure, but they're also very smart, and this latest Spider-Man is a good example. We arrive in New York City shortly after the end of the endgame, and a question that many teenagers care about is addressed early on. If half of the population were snapped away for five years and were then suddenly brought back to life in something we're now calling the blip, What does that mean for school friends who were the same age at the time of the snap? Five years is a long time at high school. And for 16-year-old Peter Parker, played convincingly by 23-year-old Englishman Tom Holland, he's very keen to live as normal a life as he can, at least considering his gifts. He and his classmates are going to Europe on a school trip, and Peter wants to use the opportunity to get to know his crush, Mary Jane, and forget about all that endgame trauma. Not blooming likely. Trouble is coming, and Nick Fury, still played by Samuel L. Jackson, is determined to interrupt the innocents abroad. Fury's proxy, Happy, played by the director of the first Iron Man picture, John Favreau, offers Peter Parker a legacy from his mentor, Tony Stark, a pair of sunglasses called Edith that are connected to the global Stark surveillance operation. Parker, because he's a teenager, uses that power in entirely inappropriate, impulsive and, frankly, disproportionate ways. He's desperate to have a break from all that heroing so he can get Mary Jane, played by Disney's Zendaya, alone atop the Eiffel Tower so he can tell her how he feels. 
but the new becaped arrival on the scene, Mysterio, needs his help dealing with giant monsters called elementals who are laying waste to the great cities of the world. They were born in stable orbits within black holes, creatures formed from the primary elements, air, water, fire, earth. The science division had a technical name. We just called them elementals. Versions of them exist across our mythologies. Turns out the myths are real. Like Thor. Thor was a myth and now I study him in my physics class. Mysterio, Jake Gyllenhaal, comes from another version of Earth, opening up the possibility to a credulous Peter Parker of a multiverse that might include his cartoon counterparts, the ones we met in Into the Spider-Verse late last year. It's quite a satisfying reference, that, because a little later on we get a set piece that owes a lot more to the visual inventiveness of that animated spider flick than the city-destroying Marvel-by-numbers fracas we usually see. It even manages to include sly visual nods to previous animated Spider-Men. See, I told you these films can be smart when they want to be. And that's not the only element of this spider film that delivers value. The relationships between the schoolmates are fun and the characters are nicely cast. I'm pretty sure the annoying ones are supposed to be annoying and the cute ones are supposed to be cute. But even if it's the other way around, it doesn't really matter. You look really pretty. Therefore I have value? No. No, that's not what I meant at all. I was just... I'm messing with you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. You look pretty too. Plot-wise, without giving any of the big issues away, this Spider-Man film has a strong villain. Again, casting good actors pays big dividends. And a central theme that brings us back to Earth, as opposed to the galactical concerns that have dominated all the Marvel pictures recently. Spider-Man Far From Home manages to contain domestic issues, like ubiquitous surveillance and artificially intelligent drone swarms, together with their artful relationship management and the need to sow seeds for yet more instalments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I didn't think I was going to have to save the world this summer. I know that makes me sound like such a jerk. I just... I had this plan with this girl that I really like, and now it's all ruined. I like you, Peter. You're a good kid. There's a part of me that wants me to tell you to just turn around, run away from all this, and then there's another part of me that knows what we're about to fight, what's at stake, and I'm glad you're here. Spider-Man Far From Home is playing across New Zealand now. It's two and a quarter hours long, rated M for violence, and you really should stay until the very end of the credits. I can't tell you why, obviously, but you will regret it if you aren't still in your seat when the cleaners turn up to pick up the popcorn. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.